Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the second book of Kings. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, occupied the whole land and attacked Samaria, which he besieged for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, the king of Assyria took Samaria and deported the children of Israel to Assyria, settling them in Hela at the Habor, a river of Gozan, and the cities of the Medes. This came about because the children of Israel sinned against the Lord, their God, who had brought them up from the land of Egypt, from under the domination of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and because they venerated other gods. They followed the rights of the nations whom the Lord had cleared out of the way of the children of Israel and the kings of Israel whom they set up. And though the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and seer, give up your evil ways and keep my commandments and statutes in accordance with the entire law which I enjoined on your fathers, and which I sent you by my servants the prophets, they did not listen, but were as stiff-necked as their fathers, who had not believed in the Lord their God. They rejected his statutes, the covenant which he had made with their fathers, and the warnings which he had given them, till in his great anger against Israel the Lord put them away out of his sight. Only the tribe of Judah was left. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Help us with your right hand, O Lord, and answer us. Help us with your right hand, O Lord, and answer us. O God, you have rejected us and broken our defenses. You have been angry. Rally us. Help us with your right hand, O Lord, and answer us. You have rocked the country and split it open. Repair the cracks in it, for it is tottering. You have made your people feel hardships. You have given us stupefying wine. Help us with your right hand, O Lord, and answer us. Have you not, O God, rejected us, so that you go not forth, O God, with our armies? Give us aid against the foe, for worthless is the help of men. Help us with your right hand, O Lord, and answer us. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's truly astonishing how erroneous people can be in their interpretation of Scripture passages because this one in particular in today's Gospel, some use in order to justify failure to judge evil, failure to point out that certain behaviors, certain positions, certain ideas, certain practices are wrong and sinful. They say, oh, well, you know, do not judge. This passage is not about failing to judge evil or a prohibition on pointing out the difference between virtue and vice. No, it's a question about priorities in judging and the attitude with which we judge evil. Not that we don't judge evil, but the attitude by which we do it is one of humility, seeing first how we ourselves have departed from virtue and from the law of God, and correcting ourselves, repenting first of our own sins, and then going ahead and pointing out the sins of others. Too many take this passage and say, well, we're not supposed to see the difference between sin and virtue, and we're not supposed to tell anybody anything about anything bad that they're doing. Well, then why is he talking about removing the splinter from your brother's eye? Why is he talking about removing the wooden beam from our own eye if we don't judge that it's something that should be removed instead of remain there? The whole thing is ridiculous when people try to say that there is no moral standard, that we are capable of knowing, judging ourselves by that standard, and also seeing in others the things that need to be corrected. Jesus says, I want you to see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Don't think you're better than he is, but nevertheless recognize the splinter and help him take it out. Well, speaking of judging between good and evil, we have today, and this is why I wanted to use the prayers of the Mass today for the protection of human life, one of the key readings in the Old Testament that warn us about the difference between good and evil when it comes to, to protecting children rather than killing them. Because here in the second book of Kings, chapter 17, we find the reason for the exile. There were two exiles. The exile here of the northern kingdom, 722 B.C., the Assyrians came in. Remember, God had settled his people in the Holy Land. And eventually, as the history of God's people unfolded, we had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom the northern kingdom called Israel, the southern called Judah, but the northern is taken away by the Assyrians into exile. Why? Not because of political or mis military miscalculations, but simply because the children of Israel, as it says here, sinned against the Lord. The reading says, this came about because the children of Israel sinned against the Lord. Now, how did they sin against the Lord? Some of the kings actually led them in breaking the covenant. God said, don't imitate the practices of the nations around you and don't serve and follow their gods. I am the Lord your God. That's the first commandment. 
Well, let me go to the scripture passage because, you know, when you hear these readings at Mass, sometimes just for the sake of practicality and time, uh, certain, certain verses from a passage are taken and read and not others. In 2 Kings 17, from which we just read, let me read one of the verses that we didn't hear in this particular selection. But again, it goes to the heart of the matter of why this exile happened. Verse 17 of 2 Kings 17, they immolated their sons and daughters by fire. This was one of the practices of the surrounding pagan nations. Child sacrifice. And for this, God put them out of his sight. Because as we read elsewhere in the Old Testament, God hates the shedding of innocent blood. If we go to Psalms 106, we have one of the historical psalms. And in this historical psalm, it refers to what we just heard and says this. They mingled with the nations. Remember, again, God's, God brought his people into their own land and said, don't mingle with the nations. Psalm 106, reciting the history, says they mingled with the nations and learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare for them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demon, demons, and they shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and their daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, desecrating the land with bloodshed. They became defiled by their works and wanton in their crimes. And the Lord grew angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance. One of those pagan rituals was literally to sacrifice those children. They, we see references in the Old Testament to, this, to the high places and the Baals and Molech. And they worshipped these false gods by the sacrificing of these children. Now, not only was this the cause for the exile of the northern kingdom, but then in 586 B.C., somewhat later, there was the exile of Judah as well. This reading today ends with saying only Judah was left, but then they sinned against the Lord too. And the Babylonians came in and took them into exile. Now some of them eventually came back by God's mercy. But let me read to you a passage that comes seven chapters later in the second book of Kings from the one that we read this morning. Again, giving the reason for this disastrous invasion and capture of the people, leading them out from the land that God had given them. Why did it happen? They burned the city and they even destroyed the temple, the holy temple, God's dwelling on earth in Jerusalem. Second book of Kings, chapter 24, starting with verse 3, says, This befell Judah. Because the Lord had stated that he would inexorably put them out of his sight for the sins Manasseh had committed in all that he did, and especially because of the innocent blood he shed with which he filled Jerusalem. 
the Lord would not forgive. Manasseh was one of the evil kings. And like I just said, one of the things he also did was to set up these places of sacrifice to the idols where children were killed. We've got to stop the practice of child killing in America and throughout the world. Because the God who was so offended by the shedding of the innocent blood of children is the same God today. In fact, we have all the more reason to fear God, all the more reason to prevent the shedding of innocent blood of children than did the people of Israel. God put them out of his sight for violating the commandment thou shalt not kill, even though they didn't have the benefit of the fullness of revelation that we have. We have an added benefit. We see the human blood shed by the killing of these children, taken up by God himself in the incarnation. We see that blood flowing from the body of Christ. We see what God thinks of human life, not simply by creating it and commanding that we not kill it, but by taking it upon himself. We have all the more reason to be abhorred by the shedding of innocent blood, to be absolutely against the killing of children. The Supreme Court is about to issue its decision in the Dobbs case. This week there are two days that the court said it will be issuing decisions. We don't know which decisions, but they will be tomorrow, Tuesday, and then also again on Thursday. We'll be watching closely and bringing you updates, of course. But brothers and sisters, this can be an opportunity to restore to our lawmakers, who are accountable to you and me, the opportunity to actually protect these children. The courts have been standing in the way of that. That's what Roe v. Wade does. Stands in the way of the lawmakers and of we, the people, to protect these children from the kind of bloodshed that led to the exiles of the, both the northern and the southern kingdoms. These are incredibly Significant moments in our history, incredibly significant times. Not just the history of our nation. Salvation history. Because just as God commanded his people not to be involved in the shedding of innocent blood back then, so the same God does here today. Let's respond to him. Let's be vigilant. Let's be victorious in the defense of life. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.